The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we're going to talk about the future of food, and more specifically, GMOs and the effect they're having on our food supply. Plus, we'll tell you what's happening around town, and give you a chance to win a $100 gift card. But first up, we're happy to welcome a new guest on the show. Artist Kearney Erickson has had his work exhibited throughout the United States and the world, as a matter of fact. And his passion also extends to the organic whole foods. He's recently hosted a film at Mother's Market called The Future of Food, a film that examines the complex web of market and political forces that are changing what we eat. This is an extremely important topic, and we welcome him to the Mother's Market radio show. Kearney, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad I made it here. I got stuck in traffic, but... um well, welcome to Orange County, uh. right? <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, for those of you in our audience that may not be familiar with your mission and your work, why don't you tell everybody what that mission is before we get started on today's topic? Well, I'm completely unqualified to be doing this, what I'm doing with the food thing, other than the fact that I eat food. And I'm uh, concerned about the, the uh, status of food in this country and, and the world. And I began... Um, just hearing these interviews, these obscure interviews, uh, maybe 15 years ago with a, an author named uh, Jeffrey Smith was the first one who wrote The, the uh, Seeds of Deception. Hmm. And uh, I would hear those, those interviews and the research that he was doing, and, and um, it was frightening back then, but I'm thinking, okay, so this will get taken care of. And then as the years go by, this relentless march towards the GMO foods just continued, and it just... Um, got to the point where I was I was just thinking more and more about the, the state of things. And, and just several months ago, I finally just came to the point of saying, I cannot bear to do nothing, to stand by and watch this happen. So I just had to um, start getting involved. And that's how I started to um, just set up these events to show the film and, and try to inform people about um, the status of the food that they're eating. Well, that's a uh, passion. We'll do that for you. So that is um, your mission has taken you to a whole new area. You're also an artist, but today we are talking about GMOs and genetically modified foods, to be exact, and, and they're everywhere in our food supply. There's a little, uh, well, there is a battle going on to control the world's food supply. So much to cover here. So Kearney, let's start with uh, telling me, telling us all about what exactly are GMOs. Uh, it stands for genetically modified organisms. Um, sometimes it's referred to as genetically engineered food, but uh, the common phrase is GMOs. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a process whereby they take the genes from some creature, some bacteria, some virus, some animal, some plant, and insert that artificially into another alien, into an alien set of genes and another organism. And the goal, their goal, is to find something that ultimately makes them more money and that they claim that it will be safe and, um, uh, and effective and productive, but it's completely unnatural and, it's, and they don't know the consequences. When they insert these genes, they have to do hundreds and thousands of, of, of applications of this process before they come up with something that even lives. And then they 
test those and find some that will eventually do what they are trying to do, which would be uh, resist a disease or change the color or increase the, the yield or something. But in doing, they, they come up with this, the specific result that they're wanting, but the ramifications of that are unpredictable. So there's other destructive things that happen because they don't understand the whole genome. They just know enough to get, you know, to, to <laughs> they know enough to make a, create a problem and they don't know how to solve the, um, the situation when it gets um, actually out in the field. What kind of, you're talking about the destruction, but could you expand on the destruction and the dangers? Well, first of all, the, te the, the testing that's been done before these were introduced into the food chain was all funded by the very people who, who manufacture these. Mm -hmm. And there's billions of dollars of profit at, at stake. And so they're highly motivated to come, to come up with tests who say that these are, um, these are safe. Mm -hmm. But the tests that were um, done were flawed. But they have, people are do, now doing tests to, um, like Jeffrey Smith and his people are doing tests on these. And, and they found that um, Okay, so one type of GMO seed would would be uh, would have the goal of putting a pesticide in every cell of say a, a, a corn a corn ear of corn. So every grain in that ear of corn has a pesticide in it mm -hmm. to kill a particular pest. The problem is we're eating that pesticide mm -hmm. with every grain. So they've taken they've taken normal corn and then they've taken genetically engineered corn. And then they've taken normal corn where they've injected that, that same pesticide into the corn. And they fed it to test animals. And the, um, of course, there's, there's no bad effects with the, the normal corn. And there's, there are bad effects with the, uh, the GMO corn. But strangely enough, there's no bad effect with the corn that's just had the pesticide injected into it. Mm. So it's not so much the pesticide uh, that's causing the problem, it's just the disruption of the genes themselves. The very code that makes corn corn has been disrupted and it malfunctions in unpredictable ways. What is the threat in the big picture? The big picture is plants are pollinated by pollen that blows in the wind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these genetically engineered plants do not stop at fence lines. Mm. They blow in the wind and they spread to other plants, other weeds. We're creating crops of super weeds that mm. can't be killed with pesticides. We're creating other foods that have pesticides in them. We're, we're creating things that we don't know what we're creating. Mm. It's completely unpredictable, but the big picture is that this has been in the, in the environment for 15, 20 years in, in increasing amounts, and it may be too late, but if, if it's not too late, if we move quickly to stop these, um, we could, we could uh, retract the damage that's been done. But you, they've, they've gone into the depths of, of uh, the villages in Mexico looking for um, the heirloom corns that had that been growing there for thousands of years. And that corn that's planted by hand by Mexican farmers out in the mountains <laughs> in Mexico 
is tainted with GM GMO genes that have come from from America in our our uh, agribusiness companies who are who are promoting these things, and they've blown in the wind and gotten down to Mexico, and it's um, so we don't know the consequences, but it's it's um, changing the food that we eat. Well, I was going to ask you how many years this has been in, in our crops and, and that, but you answered that question. This is incredible. Uh, wh- why is the availability of healthy food so important? Well, I, I used to live on coffee and hamburgers and, and um, <laughs> Typical American a lot of other, diet, other right? bad things, right? And I never, I actually was would chuckle at, at um, people who were into health food. I just, I didn't think it was really important, but... I guess when my mother died of Alzheimer's and I started to read, when I was watching that process, read how much um, exercise and nutrition can affect the body's health and and specifically with Alzheimer's and then other diseases. And, and um, I started to see that, that, you know, and I always had heard this, but I laughed at it, but we are what we, you know, what our body is made of what we put into our mouth. and. We can be nothing more than what we've eaten. And if I'm just eating uh, junk food, then at one point my body is um, g- going to start collapsing because it's being made of those very things that I put into it. So I was, you know, for the past 10 years, I've made a real uh, gradual but um, steady move towards eating more and more healthy healthy food. And, and, um, and so my interest in this GMO thing being against the GMOs is that just it began very selfishly personally because I wanted good food for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, it affects everybody who eats. So, Absolutely, making a, a big difference there. And especially, yeah, the research has proven that. Uh, it's very interesting information, and uh, you have found um, – you found what it's done to change your life as well. Um, we're going to make take a quick break, but when we return, we're going to have some more information on GMOs and the importance of uh, eating healthy. We'll be right back. Thank you. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first-of-its-kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor-formulated solutions at each stage with clinically-backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Radio show. And we want to remind you, if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with artist and healthy food advocate, Kearney Erickson. We're talking about the availability of healthy food. So, Kearney, please discuss the future of food, that film. It sounds really interesting. It is. And we're talking about kind of some serious things about how bad the food has gotten. But but the film actually is... Uh, it's you know it's not an entertaining thing. It's not a drama or something, but it, but it's 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 uh, enjoyable to watch and it, it really gives a person hope. It ends up being a hopeful message because um, there's things that you can do. There's choices you can make, and there's um, 
things that we can do as as a group of people who are concerned about having healthy food in terms of of um, looking for the labeling that is available and then you know seeking to get uh, specific labeling on on the on the GMO foods and and um, so it's it's a it's a it covers the broad spectrum of this whole subject. It shows how you uh, how the genes are blasted into the cells. It, it shows uh, the ramifications of that in the in the fields, and and it shows the heavy-handed um, tactics that the agribusiness corporations use to try to force people into um, force the farmers into using their um, their materials. Um, but it does end up being being a um, a pleasant film to watch and a, and a hopeful th- a hopeful film. But you um, you won't walk away from this without being changed because it's it's something you don't know that you're eating. I mean, depending on how a person shops, um, you could easily say that everybody that's shopping at a normal market is is seventy say seventy percent of the foods they're buying are are GMO foods. Could be ninety percent, mm. but. If it comes in a box and it um, or in a package, it's probably got some GMO foods in it. And um, so this film is is um, kind of shows the whole process and helps you have have ways to um, avoid those things that are so destructive. That's what I was going to ask you: Is this? Did you see this film and then start to turn your eating habits around, or had you already started to go through that process? Well, you know, there, there's 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 a number of these films that have come out in the past several years, and it's 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 really encouraging and, and exciting. But um, I began first with the Jeffrey Smith book, uh, Seeds of Deception. Mm-hmm. And if anybody uh, likes to read books, that's an excellent book. Uh, this film covers many of the same things that that book covers. There's another good film out, uh, Food Inc. and The World According to Monsanto, and and um, the future or future food is what we're showing. Um, they're all good, and maybe we could end up with a series of films here at Mother's or something. But um, they're all kind of themed on the on this this one theme, and it's um, who's this film? The future of uh, the food. Who's who put this film together? Uh, it's Lily Films, and I, I uh, it's Deborah Coons uh, Garcia, I mm-hmm. believe is her name, and and um, and you can Google Google the future of food. She has a website, and there's some interviews with her. She's she got into this really early, and has has really done a tremendous thing. She's done some other films, and. Um, um, her website has lots of uh, information beyond the film itself. And what do you hope that people get from the film? Um, well, hope, like I said, number one, and knowledge, and uh, knowledge about what they have been eating and knowledge about what they should eat in the future mm-hmm. if they want to be healthy, and knowledge about how to um, make a difference in, in the world. I mean, this if people band together, this could could change the history of food in the world. And there's, uh, I think, 90% of the uh, seed companies have been bought up by one company, Monsanto, and they're the producer of, of, of the uh, GMO foods. And they are on track to control the world food supply. <laughs> mm. And I laugh because it, it's so terrifying that I, I just have that strange reaction to it, but uh, um, do you feel it's an uphill battle? I mean, do you feel like you're going this alone, or, or is it more and more people are getting on your bandwagon? Well, you? you know, before I started, you know, for, for the years that I was just kind of 
getting upset about this, I would I would just kind of be muttering and getting angry and talking to my friends under my breath kind of thing, like this horrible thing that was going on. I just felt like, yeah, I felt isolated and like it was hopeless, but I don't know. When I, when I started to take a stand and, and just come out and say, this is important, I started to find out that there's every, you know, there's lot, every, most, everybody I've talked to about this has either known all about it, but they've just not known what to do. Mm. They felt hopeless, like I did, or they knew nothing about it, but they're happy to find out. How can people get involved? Like, uh, consumers get active in helping, uh, you know, save healthy food supply. There's a grassroots initiative, isn't there? Uh, there is. And um, this Jeffrey Smith I keep referring to, he's such a, I mean, just, he's done such a, a tremendous work. But, for example, he's, he's, he says that with the um, bovine growth hormone in, in, the, in the milk, that took 20 years of resistance of people standing up and saying, we don't want that. But we finally kind of pretty much eliminated that from the marketplace. And he feels that the same condition is, is, is now with, with the GMO foods. And, and we're really at a tipping point in this country. And if we just get uh, 5% of the public knowledgeable about this, um, they, the corporations will hear because they want to make a profit. And if, if, if they see 5% of the country are, are refusing the GMO foods, then pretty soon we won't have to deal with this in the marketplace because they will, they'll see the handwriting on the wall. Well, we're trying to educate people, but then the immediate goal after that is to uh, get this on the California ballot, a ballot initiative to uh, require that uh, GMOs would be labeled in California. And... Um, the people that are doing this have talked to others. There are, there are other states that, if California passes it, um, they're right behind us, and 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 it would be uh, the tipping point. That, that um, and what you know, 15 years ago, when um, in the mid 90s, the uh, England, the British government hired this research firm. It was a, they were world experts in GMO engineering, and they hired uh, them to prove that. Um, you know, just to, to document that GMOs were safe. And they proceeded with the, the testing, and fortunately the leader of, of this research team was an honest scientist, and he did he believed himself that GMOs were safe. That had been his career, and he had been working in that direction. But as he actually did the testing, um, his results were coming back that, that there were grave dangers here. There's serious problems. And, and uh, so he, he made one appearance on the BBC that went throughout Europe, that said, I have grave concerns about um, GMOs, and I can't recommend that they're that they're used. And he was two days later, he was fired, and he was banned from working in the field for over ten years, and had lots of legal battles and everything. But, but that from that one broadcast, hmm. enough people in in Europe found out about GMOs, and they stood up and said, We don't want this. Yeah. And GMOs are banned in in Europe. They're banned in Canada. They're banned in Japan. They're banned in Australia. There are over 30 nations in the world who consider these GMO foods biohazards. If they find them growing in the fields, they burn the fields. Wow. The people in, um, in Haiti, in their recent uh, disaster, America tried to force them to, to, to receive shipments of GMO foods as a, uh, you know, just to help them to have foods to survive on. They burnt the shipments, shipments <laughs> because they know that if the GMOs get in onto their island, in their crops, it will 
taint their food and they'll it'll destroy their uh, their livelihood. Can you? Uh, this will be the, probably the last question that we ask, but just can you give an example of really how you changed your eating habits? What was the the one really the trigger that happened? You said you you had hamburgers <laughs> and coffee. And, you know, all of a sudden, was it kind of cold turkey? And then look at you now, you know. What, what happened? <laughs> what was your path? It's funny because for a while, they, I think the mother's people kind of th- <laughs> thought I was some kind of homeless person or, sh- or some <laughs> person that was trying to shoplift some food or something. Because I'd go to mother's and just spend hours there. Because I knew nothing about it. But I just, so I'd go just reading labels <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for hours. just from, from From aisle to aisle. And... You know, reading some of the books they had there and, and uh, slowly picking up a few things and taking it home and eating it and reading some more. And um, then I got to know some of the people there and they, they had asked them the questions and, and uh, they would laugh and say, yeah, you, you know, what's the matter? You can't shop by yourself. And I said, well, you know, I just I enjoy talking. <laughs> but anyway, it, it developed into this this thing where it just I – I switched my priorities. Instead of uh, having food be a convenience or a taste experience, I just swept, I flipped it upside down. I said, I want to have everything I eat in my, put into my body to be healthy. That's mm. the priority. If it happens to taste good, that's better. But, mm. but I, I want it to be healthy first, and that's my goal. Mm. And um, so I just started uh, just step by step uh, just buying more and more foods the the uh, the, f- the funny little st- segment was that I you know for a number of years I'd, I'd go in and I, I'd go by the the dairy uh, counter there and I'd always see like the the uh, organic pastures raw milk things and I was always kind of terrified by it because I'd always heard well, you, know, you have to it has to be pasteurized and if, you know you get sick if it's if it's not pasteurized and but I kept seeing it there, and I, I had heard some people who had kind of advocated eating raw milk. And I, I uh, so one day I said, "Well, I'm going to try it out." But I was a, I was terrified because I'd always been told that you have to pasteurize milk. And so I came with, <laughs> I came with a cooler with full of ice, and I picked up the raw milk and I stuck it in my cooler really quick in the store because I'm thinking if it gets hot, it's going to become dangerous. <laughs> And uh, so I bought it and ran out to my car and drove home as fast as I could and got it in the refrigerator really quickly. And then I took a little sip the next day and nothing happened. It tastes pretty good. And so I finally, after a few days, said, well, this really tastes good. And from then I started to read about it. And it was, it was um, you know, it's really, it's, that's the only way you should be drinking milk. And when you cook milk, when you pasteurize milk, it kills everything that's healthy in it. Mm-hmm. And actually turns it into a toxic thing. That that's why so many people have dairy allergies. And uh, so then, taking it one step further, I found out that that you can actually, <laughs> instead of being worried that you can uh, you have to keep the milk cold, you can actually just put it in a jar outside on your counter and add some some kefir grains to it. And it just sits on the counter and gets even more healthy. <laughs> and the healthy bacteria that's in the milk will—they've actually done experiments with it that, that they they can inject some E. coli bacteria into the milk, and the healthy bacteria in the milk will eat the E. coli and kill it. And um, 
So imagine what that's doing inside of your stomach too. <laughs> yeah, so so it it's establishes this mm-hmm. this profoundly healthy environment inside your digestive system. Right. And that cannot happen when you drink pasteurized milk because it's all dead. So I look at the $2.50 gallon priced um, milk at some of the stores as I just call it the the dead white stuff. <laughs> and uh, the organic pastures, raw milk at Mother's, I, it's just, um, it's health food. Anything else you'd like to add? Well, yeah, all people have, you know, like there's vegans and there's raw food and there's all kinds of different philosophies about health health food. I kind of go down the middle, I guess, and don't get into any extreme. You know, if you're eating animals that were raised in a pasture that eat grass and eat, you know, have exercise themselves, you're, you're pretty safe. And if you eat um, crops that are um, organic, you're, you're safe. And in regard to the, um, the GMO subject that we're talking about, at this point, the, um, the foods that are genetically modified in this country are corn, cotton, canola, soybeans, and a few uh, papaya from Hawaii, and a few um, crookneck squash. Mm-hmm. Now they're talking about salmon. I just read that there's some wine that's coming out that's uh, that's GMO now, and there's some grass that's GMO. So there's there's tremendous pressure to expand this into virtually everything that we eat. That's very nice, and um, you are going to be speaking at Mother's, and it's been very nice and delightful talk with you, uh, Kearney Erickson, at Mother's Market, and you're a very good, nice advocate for Mother's Market, and um, thank you for sharing. Uh, The film, once again, it is called? The Future of Food. The Future of Food, and you're also an advocate for the Jeffrey Smith book, Seeds of Deception, as well. Thank you for your time. You, uh, we look forward to having you on again in the meantime, but you can learn more about the food supply. Once again, thefutureoffood.com and also labelgmos.org and catch some of Kearney's artwork on his website, kerricksonart.com. We look forward to our next visit. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.